Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to Unsafe Space, our daily Kofefi, I guess we're calling it so far. I'm Carter Laren, and I'm joined, as always, by the bad mamma jamma, Carrie Smith. Hello, guys. Good morning. Uh, so, Carrie, weekend news. You said there was sad weekend news. Should we start with something sad? Well, I mean, just the tragedy in Sri Lanka, the uh, terrorist bombings yeah. that killed, I, I don't know what the number is now. I, I, I didn't see this until late later uh-huh. yesterday, but I think it's over 200 people. Is it that many? Killed. Yeah, I mean, it's huge. And uh, it's it, it, there's something disturbing about it, aside from just the fact that it's happened. Uh, to me, which is that somebody pointed this out last night online, and I, I, I kind of blew me away. Um, just the way, different way that Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama talk about this, compared to how they talked about the New Zealand terrorist attack uh, on the on the mosque. Uh, they won't use the word Christian. They both use the word Easter worshippers, and they don't use the word Muslim, and they don't use the word terrorist. It's really just a very different thing. I don't know if you saw that. And, and I think that's like purposeful. If you actually, and if you do a search on Hillary Clinton's Twitter feed for the word Christian, it comes up with zero responses. But if you do a search for Muslim, there's just this never ending scroll, which kind of woke me up to the fact, looking through the whole scroll of every time she's used that word or the word Islam or whatever. It's like, I didn't realize back during the election how often how she was pretty much running part of her, a big part of her campaign was running uh, on trying to paint Donald Trump as an Islamophobe yeah. because it, it, you can see during and since the election, just tons of tweets from her about uh, how Muslims are being discriminated against, but she, she's never tre- tweeted a word about Christians. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, so by the way, it, it, what I'm seeing, it's close to 300 now. Um, but uh 300 people yeah yeah um here's what she said on this holy weekend for many faiths we must stand united against hatred and violence i'm praying for everyone affected by today's horrific attacks on easter worshipers and travelers in sri lanka i compare that to what she wrote last month my heart breaks for new zealand and the global muslim community We must continue to fight the perpetuation and normalization of Islamophobia and racism in all its forms. White supremacist terrorists must be condemned by leaders everywhere. Their murderous hatred must be stopped. Yeah. Can you imagine if she said, my heart breaks for the global Christian community. We must continue to fight the perpetuation and normalization of Christian hatred in all its forms. You know, radical Islamic terrorists must be condemned by leaders everywhere. Their murderous hatred must be stopped. She would get you the outrage if, if she were to say that. Um, and no, Barack Obama said the same thing. Uh, the attacks on tourists and Easter worshippers in Sri Lanka are an attack on humanity on a day devoted to love, redemption, and renewal. We pray for the victims and stand with the people of Sri Lanka. Not that there's nothing wrong specifically with those two well wishes. I think they're great. It's just when you look in contrast to what they say, why don't they use the words... Why do they specifically avoid words? And and I guess I'm reading it in the context of, uh, I had just read this SJW professor, Dorothy Kim. She uh, is professor of medieval studies and she wrote this huge, she's, she's one of the loudest Miss SJW academics right now, I believe, at least the ones I've read. She wrote this uh, 
this whole lecture, SJW lecture on telling other medievalists how they should talk about what happened at Notre Dame. And the whole thing, Carter, you should read it. It's like, don't use the word Christian. Don't use the word Western civilization. Don't use, she had this whole list of words telling them they could not use because it plays right into the hands of the alt-right. And like telling other medievalists, like not what they can and cannot say, it kind of, uh, that's on my mind too. So this woman saying you can't say Christian yeah. and then, and then to see this, and they're not saying it. it's very, I don't know. I, th- I think it's disturbing. Yeah. I think what you're seeing from uh, this SJW professor, but also Clinton and Obama, um, I think it's just revealing the the truth about where they're, philosophy lies and what their intent is you know we talk about the culture war all the time um i think to to a lot of people um the western civilization a lot of people i have my own arguments about uh christianity being the the um foundation or not of western civilization and i make arguments that it's not actually the foundation of western civilization but but it is conflated with Western civilization, and certainly I would I would agree there's there's influence and, and value there as part of Western civilization and, and why Western civilization grew. So they're definitely they're a package deal together. People think of Christianity and Western civilization as going together, mm-hmm. um, and I think um, you know <clears throat> it sounds hyperbolic to say, but the philosophy behind Hillary and Barack Obama is the destruction of Western civilization. They're on the other side of the culture war. Um, so you can't say anything um, that that indicates there might be, you might have sympathy for any part of Western culture. Sorry, there's turkeys outside of my window. Oh, you just... <laughs> just, just a weird... Wild turkeys? Yeah, walking around. Um, anyway, uh, yes, Western, uh, I think they, they can't be, they can't be seen as saying anything that would be sympathetic towards Western culture. So when there's an attack like Sri Lanka, if they use words like Christianity, that would seem as sympathetic towards Western culture. If the, if on the Notre Dame attack, if, or not attack, uh, accident in the fire, if, um, if the SJW professor or if other professors use words like Western civilization, well, it's sympathetic towards Western civilization. They don't, they don't like the term Western civilization. Um, they like to say that they're, they think the term is bigoted because their argument is that all civil, like Western civilization is an inherently bigoted term because we're all equal. And how could you possibly say that Western civilization is somehow better than other civilizations? And that's only because you can't even use the phrase like right. even they're, they're inferring superiority just by using just by saying Western civilization. Um, well, I think, I think only people who want to defend it, use it. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So it is, it's not a dog whistle to the alt-right, but it is a signal to people fighting the culture war that you recognize there is such a thing as Western civilization and that it's distinct from other civilizations. But they don't want to recognize, I don't, it's not that they don't want to recognize it, they want to destroy it. And if you start recognizing that there's a distinction between Western civilization and other civilizations uh, or other cultures, I think you start seeing that it's superior. Like, as soon as you, the only way to destroy it is to, is to not talk about it. Because, yeah. Correctly. Right. Because if, if I start saying, if I use the word Western civilization, your mind is going to be like, well, how is that different from other civilizations? And then you start to think of things like, oh, freedom of speech and limited government. Like, oh, those are, those are good things of Western. 
and then and then it starts to get elevated. So you have to like not not talk about it. Um, so I and and I and for some reason they also have this. I think they have a fetish for for Islam, um, and I'm not exactly sure why, but I think partly because it's an existential threat to Western civilization, um, in which I maybe I'm not allowed to use those words because they they can be construed as. Yes. The, weird white nationalists, but I'm not talking about race or, or nationalism. I'm just saying like philosophically, Islam is a is a conglomeration of a religion and a political ideology that is expressed w- with an express intent to uh, spread itself and and control the globe. Yeah. Right? So not every obviously not Muslims, but the ideology kind of fundamentally. And so um, I think I think that's why. I think that's why they avoid it. She can't. She needs to show who her allies are. That's so sick, though. I I never noticed that before. I I, I remember back when um during the the campaign, the 2016 campaign, when Trump would say stuff about how Clinton or Obama, you know, could not say the words radical Islamic terrorism, and I was of such a different frame of mind then, a different way of belief that I just. I wrote that off completely and it's like, what is he trying? But it's true. Why would you cut off certain words? Like you, like you said, it seems hyperbolic, but what side of the culture war are you on? It's very... Right, I don't well, know, we just, know what side they're on. Well, I know now. <laughs> it's disturbing. Yeah. So in, I, a while ago on Unsafe Space, I interviewed Bosch Faustin, who was a cartoonist. <clears throat> um, he grew up Muslim and he's very uh, um, anti... I guess anti-Islam philosophy, not anti-Muslims, but anti-Islam. Um, and he um, he pointed out something really interesting. He said, well, it's not even just that they use one term. It's not that they've chosen it. So instead of like saying, let's say you said it was uh, Islamic terrorism. I'm like, okay, well, that's too charged. We don't want to use that term. So we're going to call it Islamic extremism or extreme Islam terrorism. Radical, or some, yeah. Come up with some radical, right. He come up with some term. He said, it's interesting to note that most of most of the time they don't just come up with one term. <clears throat> um, they they have a bunch of terms, and they're the only reason that there's a bunch. They have a bunch of terms, but none of them are just like Islamic terrorists, right? None of them are very clear, like distilled. He said the only reason to do that, the only reason to have a bunch of terms, is because you want to obfuscate what you're talking about. Like you could call it, you know, any word you wanted, right? You could call it. Uh, I don't know. I'll pick up something off my desk. Muslim flashcardism. It doesn't matter what you call it or, or it, it, people would figure out with one label, people would figure out what you're talking about and you would be start to be clear. So mm-hmm. the only a lot of different terms is because you don't want to be clear. You don't want it. You don't want anyone to be able to point to any kind of clarity about the fact that actually there is a hell of a lot of terrorism coming out of Islam and it's ideologically tied, ideolo- ideologically tied to uh, a lot of Islamic beliefs. That is so interesting, Carter. That I never thought of. I mean, you're right. What they don't say radical white supremacy <laughs> or white <laughs> nationalism. They're not like they're not like afraid of what if we have what if we they're not like we have to separate this out from all white people uh, right. or we have to separate this out the way they do with all all Muslims to make sure we're very specific. That's very right. interesting. Um, wow, what a good point. Well, uh, that's very similar to uh, how they don't want you to give a name to what I call SJW ideology. 
they don't right. want you to name it because then you can talk, then you can talk about it and criticize it. I, I asked, I mean, this happened again over the weekend. Some person on Twitter was upset that I was using the word SJW. I'm like, what term do you prefer? They never answer. They don't have a term for it because they don't want you to talk about it. Right. I don't know. It's so weird. So um, anyway, I mean, well, I, yeah, sad. Can I, can I read you part of this Dr. Dorothy Kim's thing? It's long. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Sure. But uh, by the way, she's the one that's kind of, I, I periodically go down very specific SJW rabbit holes. <laughs> So if anyone's interested, this is, there's this been this thing brewing in medieval studies in academia and uh, Dor Dr. Dorothy Kim is kind of the ringleader of uh, a bunch of academics who've been just continually going after uh, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Rachel Brown. And Rachel Brown is another professor of medieval studies. She's an author and uh, she's friends with Milo Yiannopoulos. And so they've, incorrectly labeled her everything from white supremacist to Nazi. They routinely are trying to get this woman fired. It's just this, this uh, obsession with her um, that they have. And so, and they do so by painting Dorothy Kim as a victim. They do all the classic SJW stuff. It's like, I'm a victim, therefore I'm not the bully. No, you're the bully. Um, anyway, she wrote this whole thing to other medievalists about what they could and could not say. And she's like, uh, I'm just going to skip ahead like three paragraphs because it's long. Um, if you're planning to write a thing or going to be interviewed by mainstream news agencies, please do not say things that will be immediately used to stoke this, quote, Western civilization and we are under attack rhetoric. In particular, avoid using the term civilization and especially the terms Western civilization. Avoid making this about Catholicism or Christianity. It's Notre Dame. It <laughs> Also avoid the French nationalism angle because that's just going to stoke a lot of white supremacist French nationalism and Catholicism towards really vulnerable groups already under attack out there in Europe. Remember that Joan of Arc is a symbol for the French far right of all things French and national. So work on counter narratives, people. Work on discussing how governments now have the control of keeping up buildings, art, etc. of the past that are major tourist sites. Do not fund these things. Same can be said of the Brazilian Fire and the National Museum. Discuss that, but stay away from the all caps, right, far right buzzwords and rhetoric. No Western civilization, no civilization, no French nationalism, no Catholic nationalism, etc. In the wow. coming weeks, you will be turned to as experts to discuss the burning of Notre Dame for news outlets. Please be really mindful and careful about how you express your rhetoric and your discussions to not encourage that what you say to be used in order to cause harm to those targeted in far right rhetoric. And then she has like four addendums. Oh my gosh. And um, also avoid using Judeo-Christian seriously. She, seriously, talk about living spaces of use, about the complexities of upkeep, about governments not giving money to make sure things can be maintained and safe and secure. Just do not make your discussion or your piece or your interview into a far right catnip. Don't use Judeo-Christian, can't use that word. Um, I mean, just unbelievable. And the, don't use Western or the beginning of Western. This falls into the Western civilization trap. I'm looking at you, mus musicologists. But one of my friends on Facebook said, anybody that says I'm looking at you in an open letter deserves to be horsewhipped. <laughs> like, 
I'm looking at you, musicologist. The arrogance to write this letter to other medievalists and tell them what other professors, other academics, what language they can and cannot use. This this infuriated me as well. I was like, how dare you? It's like it's like uh, she thinks herself a disciple, you know. Like a well, I will propose that she has provided an excellent resource for people who want to talk about uh, anything, uh, including Notre Dame. Just do the opposite. Everything she says not to do. It's exactly what you should be doing. Should be doing. So, uh, if you want to know, you know, if you're pick a side of the culture war and then just go completely against her device yeah. advice, if that's what you, if that's the side you pick. This is a great example of how they, like, even professors, adults, they are subject to the social media mob and social pressure, and making sure they say the correct, ideologically correct things, and you get someone like her who's an uh, Asian American woman, she's, she's what we call like, or what Gracie West would call like the, a high priest within the SJW ideology because she checks off so many marginalized boxes. So this is the high priest talking down to all the other people in the faith yeah. about what they can and cannot say. It's fascinating. By the way, I asked Dr. Rachel Brown if she would like to be on our podcast. I, this is the first time I'm telling you this. And she said, yes. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Great news for everyone. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, well, it is a culture war. And, uh, you know, when the enemy tells you, please don't press here, it hurts. Uh, I guess. <laughs> what <to> do? <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> please don't press here, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, can we say Western civilization, Christianity, what are all the buzzwords we're not you're not allowed to say, you're not allowed to talk about Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc. Uh, yeah. and, and by the way, rational people, think about this for a second. If you're trying to argue that bad people, like white nationalists, alt-right, whatever, have taken over these terms and are using them, why would you just surrender those terms to them so that those things become right. associated with the white now? Why would you just surrender well, Christianity they, to they them? They want them to be associated with the bad. Because the yes. alt-right is already looked at as bad. So they Bingo. just... That they don't like and say those are all right terms so that they're like oh now they're all bad you can't use western civilization as a word anymore bingo see if you really care about those things you would not let them be surrendered to bad people that's why i don't surrender the term liberal right. they will not take that word from me the bad people the people on the alt left will not take that word from me right yeah what a mess well um i carry i feel like we should mention that it's earth day i don't want to change the Is subject I oh change it well yeah. on yeah, it's Earth Day. Um, I don't know what to say about that. Uh, I don't really like Earth Day. I don't like what it stands for. I'm, I'm what does anti- it stand for? Um, I think most people who view them, so most people think environmentalism is about like looking out the window and being like, yeah, I like nature, so we should preserve nature in some way, um, which everyone agrees with. Uh, but uh, I think fundamentally most most environmentalism is, and the ideology behind Earth Day is, uh, is primitivism and its elevation of the environment over man or over humans. Um, humans are part of the environment. We survive by manipulating the environment and changing it for our benefit. And uh, if, you, if you think that's a problem and you view that as destructive, just fundamentally, um, you're anti-human. And... You know, do I care about um, things that affect the earth that may affect the human population? Yes, 
we need to live here. Absolutely. Uh, do I think um, if so, if you look at most of the environmentalists, you can tell by their political convictions how serious they are about the environment versus how serious they are about um, basically Marxism, right? So mm -hmm. if you cared about the environment, for example, here, I'll just, I'll throw this one out. This isn't my argument, but I, I like it. Uh, if, if you cared about the environment, I assume you would care about overconsumption. We consume a lot, we throw a lot away, consuming things cause like, waste energy, right? We have a consumption society. They would, they would agree, I think. We, we overconsume as a society, right? Okay, so that's a big problem. How do we reduce our carbon footprint? How do we, uh, how do we consume less, throw less stuff away? All fine. Uh, well, if you really care about that, you would ask your, yourself, like, well, what enables all this weird overconsumption? Oh, gee, debt. That's why we overconsume. We borrow money from future generations so we can spend it now. And all of that borrowing and spending overconsumes. So you would immediately argue, hey, the government should stop spending more money than it has. We should stop doing, the government should get smaller. Stop, stop borrowing money from the future generations to spend it now. You don't need to build all this stuff. You don't need to spend all this, this effort and money now. Stop, stop debt spending. Debt spending is, is by definition consumption now for production that you haven't, you haven't so produced. Explain this to me like you're explaining it to a dummy. <laughs> so, so I can better explain it because I'm not sure. I, so how would you connect this in the minds of people to, uh, when you're talking about overconsumption, you're not talking about the, on the individual level, I guess, and, and the amount of garbage that each- I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking as Western civilization, the bad word that I'm not supposed to use, right? Their enemy is, their enemy is, is basically like Western civilization, right? Their enemy is like the industrial society because they, they're basically, they all, you can also just look at all their policies, right? It's all about using force to limit what people can and can't do, you know? have regulations about this, prevent that, force this, blah, blah, blah. Like that's all what it is. It's all, it's all like expand government and, and use guns to point at people and force them not to do stuff. That's their entire, it, you never have anyone who's like an environmentalist say like, hey, maybe we should roll back some program over here. Like that's never, never <laughs> That's right? true. That's so, now that I think like, about it, yes. That gives you some pauses to like, well, what's their real agenda? And I have a friend who calls them watermelons. They're like, they're green on the outside, but they're red right through and through. <laughs> uh, they're not they're not actually they're not, environment is not their they're not their cause um so the consumption thing yeah i'm talking about like western civilization so they'll say just just as you can look let's look at it at the individual level we'll make it really simple right credit card debt right something that's encouraged by our monetary policies encouraged by the government. I'm not, so originally I was talking about government debt because that's a lot of consumption is enabled, but put that aside. Just think about it as an individual, right? Okay. So um, if you want to spend, if let's say you want to consume something, you want to buy a new iPhone, right? But you don't have the money to buy a new iPhone, right? Well, if you don't have the money and you're not going to go into debt, what will you do? Well, you won't buy the iPhone. So you've just not consumed. So we didn't mine heavy metals for that iPhone. 
Uh, we didn't burn fossil fuels in factories. We didn't use oil to power ships to get the parts over here or, or the, the completed iPhone, right? So all that, quote, impact, all that, quote, destruction of the environment, like all those things didn't happen because you didn't buy the iPhone because you didn't have the money to buy the iPhone. Now, if instead I say, oh, borrow the money for the iPhone, dude, it's free. You can pay it later. In fact, you don't even really have to ever pay. Just keep paying the interest and like eventually that future. You'll pay it for several times over. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, so now I get the iPhone. So now we've mined those heavy metals. We've spent those, we've burned those fossil fuels. We've done all those things so that I can have an iPhone now. Right. Um, and it's not that I'm actually over consuming generally like, or, or cause, cause eventually I will have to pay for it, but I'm certainly bringing all those carbon footprint. Like I'm moving, if you think about when am I going to impact the environment, I'm moving that impact from the future when I might have decided to buy an iPhone. Once uh, I and I'm pulling it all forward to now. I'm going to impact now. That's right? interesting. Okay. So, um, and I think the government does that on a massive, massive scale, right? Um, they want to spend lots of money because they like to promise money because promising money gets dumb people to vote for them. So they, they promise free stuff. Elizabeth Warren says free college. Everyone votes for her. Hopefully not. Uh, and, and suddenly we're spending more money than we should have in building buildings and doing things. And like all that stuff has an impact. Um, so I don't know. I, view, I, I prefer a view in which humans are viewed as part of the environmental ecosystem. And you know, we don't freak out because we change the landscape of the environment. Like we don't, we don't lose our shit over changes to the environment so long as they're good for humans, right? right. Like, that's okay with me, right? And, and there's a lot of straw men in, in the environmentalist movement. There's a lot of like, oh my God, species are dying. Like that's how evolution works. Species have been dying forever since there was, was a species of anything. There's been dead, 99.9% of species are dead. Like, it's still things. sad. I would still rather they not like I, I'm still I mean, I am an environmentalist in some ways, I guess still, because I Why I, is it sad? They die without humans. Things die off. They're yeah, they're that I mean, like oh. this like the silverback gorillas, for example. Those there's something about that that's just really cool. I mean, I guess the dinosaurs died too. Like lots of things happen, right? And if if <laughs> nice to have it's like to me it's like an that's like an aesthetic preference i like these, these big hairy things look kind of neat no it's not I just buy some breed them and have your own fucking zoo but like <laughs> we don't have to change the course of like how humans live and survive so that some people are happy about their particular aesthetically pleasing pets that they think shouldn't die i mean i, I just Maybe I'm very cold. I just don't care. Like, I don't care. I don't, I don't care about all, like, I just don't care. I mean, I, I care a little bit. Like, sure, I don't want to just go killing species for no reason, but we don't, right? Like, it, right now, if you're a farmer, you have to worry about, like, the EPA coming in and yelling that there's some random toad that no one cares about whose natural habitat is mostly only in the area where you need to plant food. Like, it just doesn't even... Like, but sometimes those, it's important, like, sometimes those species have, are, are necessary for certain, you know, like the thing with the bees, for example. 
So that's, I, I also find that a lot of bullshit because like, it's this view that the environment, it's, it's this, I, I, I feel it's this view that's uh, totally anti-scientific. The hmm. environment and the ecosystem is not something that's always been this way, must always be this way, can only survive this way. And any like delicate, any, anything you do, will throw it out of balance and we'll all like fuck up. The world has changes constantly. There's constantly species death and changing of environment. And like, it's, you know, for millennia, it's very uh, desert-like in an area. And then plant, some plant comes in and there's an invasive species or what, like things change. Things change. That's how nature works. Nature is volatile, chaotic, messy. Things die, things grow, things take over. So to me, and like humans is just another thing like that. Um, so I don't, I don't really care. I think if your standard is not human flourishing, that's when you're doing something wrong. I don't mind if you're like, my standard is human flourishing and it would be nice to have X, Y, Z, or I miss this species and it would be nice to have them in a zoo or to preserve something. Like, as soon as you start pointing guns at people and saying you can't do this or that on your own land because it's gonna impact some you know, invertebrate that someone else cares about for some reason that they can't really articulate because they think it's part of some ecosystem, but like, so what? So the ecosystem changes, who cares? But Carter, What's sacred about the current. Look at look at this mountain gorilla. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I know I'm gonna get called an asshole and be cold for this. You will I be. Don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't know. Care. It's an interesting. Yeah. I don't I care. I care. So here's my problem. My problem. Maybe it's a problem. People say it's a problem. I care about humans. I care about humans. And when you're trying to outlaw coal, coal for example, or are like when you're trying to say you, you can't have cheap power, you're killing humans, mostly in, in poor places like Africa, who need energy to fucking survive. Mm. Humans are, are, are victims of disease and famine and a whole bunch of crap. And the only way we survive on this goddamn planet is by manipulating it and, and finding ways to produce energy and building medicine and building refrigeration. And as soon as you start limiting all that, you are killing people. Okay, let me let me let me say something. That was my rant. I like, but you made me think about something, and I've always thought about it in one way, and maybe I'll think about it differently. But I have to wrap this up in like five minutes. Yeah, we should. We're long. This is going long. <laughs> well, let's pick this up later. All right. How about that? Yeah, that was a. It was a rant. Just it's remind a, me. We. I want to talk about Tanzania. In the middle of a a Kofefi show. A Kofefi. Yeah, but just remind me. I want to talk about Tanzania and colobus monkeys okay. at some point. Oh. Um, Someone will remind you that you need to talk about monkeys. Yeah. Look at this. One other quick book to show you on screen since you were talking about getting out of debt. Uh, my friend Tamara, who watches and listens to the show, sent me this book, Dave Ramsey, yep. Little Money Makeover. Okay. This book is changing things for me. I just say, if you guys haven't, it's, it seems like it's common sense stuff, but it's stuff I didn't learn. Like I didn't learn it from my parents. I didn't learn it in college. I was too busy taking women's studies classes, <laughs> like <laughs> African dance and critical race theory. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's, uh, it's all about getting out of debt. And he talks about debt and he talks about how you should never get into it in the first place. Don't ever get a credit card, you know, and how you can buy things without, without a credit score. It's like, oh, I wish I'd read this a lot longer. If you guys are, are young, or even if you're not young people, if you're older people and you haven't read this, I recommend it. So. 
Well, go, you know, your next job is to go get him on the show. Oh, yeah, that would be nice. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> so we should end on a positive note, um, not, not a, a weird uh, impromptu Earth Day rant. So the positive note is I want everyone to just breathe a sigh of relief. Jesse Smollett's brother says he didn't, it's not a hoax and he's a real victim. <laughs> and we should really consider that. So <laughs> I didn't, I didn't hear that. No, <laughs> relax. He wrote an op-ed about it. And uh, we really should consider that Jussie is the victim of an attack. He's the victim here. He's the real victim here. Yes. So with that, uh, I guess. <laughs> it's like Dr. Dorothy Kim. She's the real victim here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, happy Monday, everyone. Again, we went long. I, I will go short at some point. Yeah. How much to, I can rant forever. I, I'm an old curmudgeon. Maybe it should be curmudgeons and Kofefi all in the same time. Coffee, yeah. Um, all right, well, have a good day, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye, Carter. <laughs>